Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Market Week in Review for the week ending June 25th, 2021. I'm Julie Zhang, and I'm joined today by our Director of Investment Strategies, Shay Shichia. Hi, Shay. It's wonderful to see you. Hi, Julie. Great to see you. It's my first time back after maternity leave, so it's great to be back and also back in the office to get a sense of normalcy. Um, so on today's call, we're going to cover three topics. The Chairman Powell's comments to the House Select Committee, an update on the U.S. housing market, always popular, and thirdly, the Purchasing Managers Index for June. So let's start with Chairman Powell's comments, who was on Capitol Hill this week, testifying to the House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus crisis, providing an update assessment on the economy and its outlook. Was there any new information, Shay, from his remarks or Q&A related to the Fed policy, considering that only last week the FOMC had a meeting and releasing notes? Chairman Powell, it did seem like he was um, walking back some of the rhetoric from last week, um, softening, softening, trying to soften the blow at least uh, yeah. from last week's rate rate setting meeting. And what was interesting um, was in sort of that Q and A uh, exchange that was taking place with with uh, with Chairman Powell. One of the questions uh, came up with regards to. Uh, rate hikes. And the chairman responded um, by saying something along, along the lines of, you know, that they, that he strongly believes that the, um, that the recent spike in inflation will only be temporary and shouldn't cause the Fed to raise interest rates, you know, too quickly. So I think, you know, that kind of captures where at least the chairman's uh, mindset is at and that the Fed is willing to still be very patient, um, despite the upgraded uh, outlook to growth and inflation. And you know, if we kind of just assess the market action this week, and I mean, as we're recording here late uh, in, in the trading day on Thursday, what we can see is that uh, both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ are trading um, you know, basically uh, intraday record highs. So the markets have clearly kind of looked through a lot of the volatility and I think are being comforted by the fact that, you know what, the Fed may indeed exercise some some patience and, and importantly offer uh, plenty of advance notice prior to any policy changes. And, and I think the final point that's worth um, reiterating here is that we have to keep in mind that it is a two-step process. The first step is uh, tapering um, or slowing down the pace of, of QE or, 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 or the pace of asset purchases. Um, so, you know, that is in a sense a, a precondition to rate uh, increases. So what we're playing, paying close attention to right now is, of course, the Fed's communication around its, its QE, its asset purchase program, and specifically the timeline for tapering. So uh, back for another week, a popular topic, of course, is still the U.S. housing market hot and strong. Um, so it's been uh, pretty strong for a while. I know that uh, in my neighborhood in Seattle, the housing prices have gone up 25 percent over the last year. So what's the latest data telling us and what's going on with uh, with housing prices in general? Yeah, you know, housing's been sort of an interesting phenomenon because, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about the U.S., but it's almost globally in many regions across the world. We've seen the housing market really pick up um, during the pandemic, as, as odd as, as that may sound. And, you know, specific to the U.S., uh, to your point, Julie, it's been a pretty uh, sizzling housing market in the U.S. as well. But what we have noticed, and we got a couple of data points this week on the housing market, and what we can gauge right now is that there is some softening, at least in, in, in housing market uh, activity from a sales perspective. So um, for the month of May, we did get uh, new home sales as well as uh, existing home sales. And, and for existing home sales, they were down about 0.9% on a month over month basis. Um, 
while new home sales were lower by about 5.9%, again, on a month-over-month basis in, in May. So we're, what we were seeing is economic activity actually slowed, um, sales activity, sorry, not economic, but sales, housing market sales uh, activity slowed down a bit over the last couple of months. But I think it's worth pointing out that the recent weakness um, you know, that we're seeing or softening in, in the housing uh, activity is not a reflection of the U.S. economy, which we continue to Believe, which we continue to believe is, is, is performing quite well and is on solid uh, fundamentals. So what we have seen perhaps that's influencing um, the housing market or, or, and housing fundamentals are a couple of things. Uh, perhaps one is home prices themselves, and you kind of touched on it. You know, if you look at um, home prices, they've been um, accelerating at a pretty uh, healthy clip um, over the last one year. And if you think about, you know, that first time home buyer, that new entrant into the housing market, you know, these are pretty sizable gains. So that obviously is probably slowing down some housing market activity. The other thing we have to keep in mind is because of the demand surge that we've seen as households have been looking for, um, you know, bigger homes and more workspaces and what have you and the demand as a result of that um inventories are pretty lean and that's in, right now weighing on 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 the sales activity in the housing market well i think all my fellow millennials looking for housing out there um is going to be looking forward to further softening in the market and being able to enter into <laughs> first purchase uh, buyers for sure thank you so much for that update and our final topic for today the flash purchasing managers index also known as pmis for June has been released for several key regions, including the US, the UK, the Eurozone, Australia, and Japan. What are these surveys telling us about the pace of economic activity around the world? What's interesting is, you know, with perhaps the exception of, of Japan, which we'll touch on, overall, um, what the PMIs are suggesting, to give you the punchline right out, right out the gate, is that the economic uh, data and the global economic recovery is in decent shape and, and, and is firmly uh, intact. Now, if we were to kind of quickly go through uh, some of the regions and, and starting with the Eurozone, I think that was an interesting uh, report uh, because IHS market, they actually uh, indicated that the Eurozone economic activity is actually growing at the fastest pace in 15 years. Uh, the composite PMI increased to 59.2. Um, wow. And that's a pretty healthy level. Now, the way we kind of read the PMIs is any number above 50 uh, uh, denotes that uh, economic activity, business uh, activity is expanding. And if any uh, if that reading is above 60, that that's a pretty exceptional uh, pace of, uh, of expansion. So at 59.2, uh, the Eurozone economic activity uh, looks to be in, on a pretty firm footing going, going forward. So if we switch then to the UK and Australia, uh, the flash PMI is there, did dip slightly, but they remain at pretty elevated levels. So um, for Australia, the PMI came in at 56.1, and for the UK at 61.7. Again, UK above 60 is, is pretty strong. Coming then to the US, uh, the US situation was in a sense similar to what we saw in UK and Australia, where the composite PMI did uh, uh, um, tick down uh, slightly, but even still, it remains at a pretty healthy level at 63.9. So again, anything above 60 is a pretty strong and healthy level of economic uh, expansion. The exception, as I said, 
sort of at the get-go is Japan. Um, the PMI did decline uh, to 47.8, and it is below 50, right? So um, it is uh, in, in that contraction territory. But even here, I think um, there was a bright spot that IHS kind of pointed out in their, in their write-up, and which was that, you know, businesses... In, in Japan are optimistic or becoming more optimistic about the accelerate, accelerating pace of vaccination um, and therefore the outlook for the economy at large. So I think, you know, over the next several months, we should start to see the PMIs um, perhaps improve more meaningfully uh, and get above 50 in, in Japan uh, also. Thank you, Shay. It sounds like a lot of bright spots uh, throughout this conversation. So it's nice to come into my first market week review back with some optimism in the air. And thank you so much for sharing your insights. And thank you all for joining us. And we hope to see you next time.